0: Welcome to Studos America. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I am happy you're here. And the last thing I wanna do is imply that it's more important for you to join me on tomorrow's show. But it is absolutely more important that you join me on tomorrow's show. Why? Because it is our big special episode where I'll be debunking all the biggest and outlandish, most outlandish myths that the left perpetuates about guns. Are school shooting deaths increasing? Do assault rifle bans work? Did Australia solve a similar problem by confiscating all of their citizens' guns? I've got answers to all of these and much, much, much more. And we're going to get them, to all of them tomorrow. You can catch us on podcast, YouTube, Facebook, or best of all, Blaze TV. If you don't have a subscription to Blaze TV, I've got great news for you. Starting right now, you can get 20 bucks off an account of your own when you use the promo code DEBUNKED at blazetv.com stew. It's blazetv.com slash stew. Sign up for Blaze TV. TV, use the promo code Debunk. You'll save 20 bucks for a limited time, and you're going to need that extra cash when your job goes full woke and you're forced to look for employment from someone who is not completely insane. We have more on that in just a second. Stu does America. BlazeTV.com slash stew is the place to go. Use their promo code to Get 20 bucks off your subscription. David Harsani is gonna join us today to add some context to the ongoing gun debate. Joe Biden is popping caffeine pills to stay awake for his primetime address tonight. I know I'm excited about it. But we start by doing woke workers. You know, I live in Texas and we live uh, and work near a Whole Foods location, and occasionally I'll go into a Whole Foods because I just sometimes get the desire to spend three or four times as much on the same product that I get at another grocery store. I mean, I just, it's like I wanna see what what life is gonna be like in three or four months under the Joe Biden inflation uh, situation, and I just wanna go to Whole Foods so I can spend that much right now. And I went into Whole Foods, and one of the things I like about Whole Foods is it's populated mainly by people who would uh, would probably string me up from the rafters if they knew that I uh, was a conservative. Like they, you know, generally speaking, it's interesting because the company was founded by a guy who's kind of like a libertarian. It really isn't a a left wing company, but it's populated largely by left wing people. And then it was bought by Amazon, which is this this. Giant behemoth of a company that everything about the left says they should hate, but yet they're still in Whole Foods and they still love, uh, they still have a lefty leader with, with Jeff Bezos, of course. So it's an interesting place and I find it to be fascinating to walk in. And I walked in the other day and a guy walked by me and he had an Amazon shirt on. However, it wasn't an Amazon shirt because you know what? It's Pride Month. Mm hmm. That's right. It's Pride Month. And if you don't take pride on who you sleep with on Pride Month, you're just not prideful enough. And one of the things humanity has always been able to strive for is more pride. Um, Yes, sure. One of the seven deadly sins. Ignore that for just a moment and take more pride in what you're doing with your genitals. It's important. And his shirt, instead of saying Amazon, it was rainbow colored and it said Glamazon. Isn't that adorable? A Glamazon T-shirt. I want a Glamazon T-shirt. Not to wear, but uh, it, I mean, it just would be fun to have. Um, uh, look, I have a private life too, okay? Um, if, uh, it's funny because the Glamazon thing made me think about Amazon as a company. And they're very, at least forward to the, to the public, very left-wing Company. now the AOCs of the world have all sorts of problems with Amazon because they're only paying their workers like 20 bucks an hour and that's not nearly enough uh, for uh, for AOC so she kicked them out of New York and she was able to get that done and make sure that people in New York didn't have any jobs and so they were Recovering from an economic catastrophe that was that was really admirable of her But like generally speaking really left-wing company pride week pride month pride year They take very seriously over at Amazon in fact They even had a pride party going on and the reason I know that is not because I attended I know that's gonna surprise you. It's not because people were saying what a great job Amazon did uh, with their pride party Because that's a brave, progressive step to take uh, a company that sells all sorts of things to all sorts of people and make such a public statement about their pride in, you know, where you want to put your your things, you know, wherever you want to put whatever your thing, where where you want that to live. You know, I don't know. It's up to you. You do what you want to do. So (laughs) so they had this pride party and I only know about it because, of course. You can never be woke enough. You can't ever get there. It's a road with a destination that's too far for you ever to arrive. And when you get close to it, it moves farther and farther away. We see this with Amazon as they've had a trans die in at Amazon and it disrupted the company pride party. Now, the company's taken the step to have a pride party. They could also say, you know what, your sexuality, whatever you want. We're not certainly not going to say you can't work here if you are straight or gay or whatever. You can work here, Um, but we're not going to celebrate your sexuality at work. This is work. We guys have jobs here to do. We want you to, I don't know, ship crappy Chinese products all around the nation. We don't want you to uh, to be talking about your sexuality at work. I mean, in fact, Isn't that kind of like the whole thing with the Me Too movement is you're not really supposed to talk about sexuality at work? Uh, But apparently that's off the table when it's Pride Month. And so they had a pride party. But I guess the trans people in the audience were very upset. Here's a picture of what it looked like. And wow, trans people lying on the ground, faking their deaths. And they had to fake their deaths because they weren't actually, you know, dead because trans people aren't getting murdered like crazy like they always claim. We've been through that fact check before and it's a fascinating one. What's what's interesting here is they're upset at Amazon, why? Because Amazon continues to sell books that take a different view on the transgendered issue. We've talked to some of the authors of those books on this program and one of the things you might find Interesting. If you've been watching the show for a while, we've also talked to an author who, of a book that said, "Hey, maybe the trans thing isn't the uh, the wonderful uh, idea and concept and and, uh, and and movement that we think it is. Maybe there's some issues here. We should be investigating a little more carefully." And he had his book actually pulled from Amazon. So they haven't left all the books. Uh, that are critical of uh, trans activism uh, uh, on uh, Amazon. But apparently they've left some, and that's too much. You see, people hearing views that are different than yours is the equivalent of you being killed. That is, words are violence, boys and girls. You should know that by now. And it's fascinating to watch this happen, and you see a company like Amazon now, what are they gonna do? They have to react to this now. What are they going to do? The typical way these companies have acted for years and years and years is to say we're sorry, we'll take those books away, we'll make you feel more welcome. Why don't you get a few weeks off to recover from this horror, uh, horror show we put you through? You don't really need to show up to work anymore. We'll still pay you and everything, but, you know, we can't expect you to work in the condition that you're in after we allowed people to choose to buy a book about a topic you disagree with. That's been the way things are going for a long time. But do you sense a change? Do you sense a change? Do Do you sense that something going the opposite direction here, a force pushing back a little bit, America waking up a little bit and saying, wait a minute, this is dumb. Why are we reacting this way? What do you mean we can't say the things that we want to say? What do you mean we have to show up to work and do work what do you mean if you're offended at work, you get to just shut down and protest your employer? What is this? What society is this? Who learned to live this way? I know I didn't. I showed up to work a lot of days and did not like what I was doing at work. You know? Most most of the time because it was work. I didn't want to work. I wanted to be very lazy and sit at home. But I showed up anyway, and I powered through the day. Why? Because that's, I don't know, what you're supposed to do, right? I'm not... I'm not breaking new ground here. You show up to work if you want to get paid, you do your job, then you take that payment, you go home and you live your life as you choose. I want that separation, don't you? I want what they, you know, they always talk about a work-life balance, which is of course really difficult to to form in in a in a perfectly uh, equal way. But what you do want is the ability to go to work to earn a living, to do something you hopefully enjoy that you think is impacting the world in some positive way, and then go home and you know use that money to get Nacho's Bel Grande and, and watch you know baseball all night. Like that's, that's America, right? I, what, did I lose Did I lose the plot somewhere? I, I don't understand. Well, let me give you some of the pushback because I think this is important and we should be highlighting it. Elon Musk has changed quite a bit over the years, at least. It, his perception uh, has changed quite a bit because he was a left wing guy. He was a guy praised by the left. He was in every ESG fund. Uh, Tesla was a big electric car company. We everyone every indication pointed to this guy being a left wing guy. And as he's even said, it's not that I've changed. It's just that every, every the left has gone crazy. And now all of a sudden I seem like I'm a right wing guy. I haven't moved at all. He has decided to say to his workers, you know what? Here's the thing. If you don't want to come to work, you can't work here. Now, that seems like the most basic piece of advice a boss has ever given. Of course, if you don't work, you don't get paid like that's not supposed to be how society works. But that is how society works, or at least has for the past couple of years. Here's what Musk said. He said he told Tesla workers to return to the office full time or resign. Yeah, that's the headline. Full time or resign. Here's part of the letter. Anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office for a minimum. And I mean, minimum of 40 hours a week or depart Tesla. This is less than we ask of factory workers. If there are particularly, particularly uh, exceptional contributors from whom this is impossible, I will review and approve those exceptions directly. Moreover, the office must be a main Tesla office. Not a remote branch office unrelated to the job duties. For example, being responsible for Fremont factory human relations, but having your office be in another state. Seems like he was calling someone out very specifically with that last line. But the point is, hey, we're paying a lot of money for office space. You should show up to it. And look, you know, there are some jobs, of course, where you can work from home and everything's going to be fine. And and I don't think that's a problem for most employers. But like, you know, there's also a lot of people who take advantage of that situation and they don't work 40 hours a week. What he's saying is, hey, you're supposed like I expect more than that out of you. I expect you to dedicate yourself to this place a little bit. That doesn't mean you have no life outside of the place, but like you're supposed to care. And if you don't care, go away. We'll find people who do care. This is kind of the way companies used to operate all the time. Now, someone asked him on Twitter, hey, Elon, a lot of people are talking about this leaked email. Any additional comment to people who think coming into work is an antiquated concept? And he responded, they should pretend to work somewhere else. (laughs) That, look, you might not want to work for a guy who says that, but he's being honest And he's asking for a little personal responsibility, and it's his right, his company, to do so. Uh, Netflix, of course, has had their own issues with left-wing people. And you might say, well, Elon Musk, you know, he seems like he's now more conservative than a lot of Republicans are these days. Maybe he doesn't count. Well, Netflix... Is not that way. They are very liberal. They're still doing all the very liberal things. Their pride parties have plenty of pro trans non die in participants. And so they are, of course, the most woke of all wokeness. uh, if, If you if you've looked at their history. Well, Netflix is now telling the woke workers to quit if they are offended. They had a memo out as well. Great inspiration, entertainment and thrills and inspires. It sparks laughter, tears, gasps and sighs, stirring our emotions and nourishing our spirit. As employees, we support the principle that Netflix offers a diversity of stories, even if we find some titles counter to our own personal values. Depending on your role, you may need to work on titles you perceive to be harmful. If you'd find it harder to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. Yeah, that is pretty much uh, the way it should be, right? You don't have to agree with everything. I mean, even in a place here where we are all relatively ide- ideologically aligned, there are things that people say on the network that I don't agree with. There are people who do not like the stuff that I say on this network. That's okay. We're adults. We know that people disagree. In fact, that's part of the fascination of life, isn't it? We all—I mean, we all know what happens when no one disagrees. You turn into the Lego movie. You know, you're, you walk around saying everything is awesome, and you never, you, you never disagree. You never get into conflict. You never learn anything new. You never hear a new perspective. Who wants that world unless your head is made out of plastic? Netflix is also saying uh, that uh, the whole free speech thing—it used to be a very liberal issue. And he's criticizing people who are criticizing Netflix for not taking Dave Chappelle off or or Ricky Gervais or any of these other people who are saying things that are just a tad against what others believe. That should be okay. You know, one of the reasons why we're doing uh, this whole gun special tomorrow is to kind of set the record straight. And we need to be doing more of this in every conversation that we have, every topic. Say what you believe believe what you say and get out there and tell people about it but also don't you don't need to it doesn't need to be a it doesn't need to be all of your life right your political Uh, self is part of the package. It's part of of the entire dinner of life. It, It might be a side dish for you, though, and that's okay. You don't have to go crazy about every single issue, but we should be able to express ourselves and say, hey, this is what I believe, and also be an adult enough to deal with other points of view. We should be an adult enough to show up to work when asked. We should be adult enough to enjoy a pride party without doing a trans die-in. These are not big hurdles to clear for a country like the United States of America. The same goes with the gun debate. You know, you might not like people on the left talking uh, about their idiocy on guns. And that's why we're doing this special uh, tomorrow, blazetv.com slash stew, promo code is debunked. We're gonna debunk all these myths on tomorrow's program. And we're doing that because we want to make sure people know the truth because so many people are afraid to even say the things that they believe on guns. Emotion gets in the way, threats get in the way, threats of losing your voice, your platform, your job, sometimes physical violence, all that's out there and seems to be okay if you're on the right side of the issue. Well, I just want you to know the facts. And, you know, you might uh, be someone who's really involved in the gun debate. You might be someone who just hears these things and says, well, I don't know. I mean, that one's uh, that left wing proposal sounds reasonable. I wonder if it would work. Let me give you all the facts so you can come back and you can debunk your friend's claims when they bring them up next time, because. They're not, they don't, they're not coming up with new material here, guys. This is the, these are the same points they've been making for a long time. We need to put this stuff to rest once and for all. David Harsani is one of the most knowledgeable guys you're going to uh, ever talk to about uh, the world of the Second Amendment. He's going to join me in just a second. <laughs> Take your summer adventures to the next level with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every single month. They had box of awesome. It's a cool subscription. I will say this. We're coming up on Father's Day soon, right? How many weeks is that? It's a few weeks away, right? I don't know. A few weeks. We don't have any fathers here. I mean, I happen to be one, but don't pay any attention to that. Box of Awesome is a great gift. If you have a dad in your life and you want to get them something really cool, get them a Box of Awesome, they're gonna love it. From camping gear essentials to beach day to travel must-haves, all sorts of really cool stuff, Box of Awesome has everything you need uh, for the summer. And you just, they could just take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. You can take it for them, too, if you know what they like. And every month, they're going to get a box of awesome. They've got a ton of different categories. They make it super easy to, uh, to skip a month or pause your membership or keep it going for as long as you want. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Uh, and you're su- supporting small business. It's kind of a win-win for everybody. They're going to love this present if you get it for someone else, and you're going to love if you get it for yourself, which, by the way, is okay. Okay? I'm not going to call you selfish. Get 20% off your first monthly Box of Awesome when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the uh, code STU at checkout. It's boxofawesome.com. Code is STU. 20% off your first box at boxofawesome.com. Code STU. I'm happy to welcome back David Harsani to the program. He is the senior editor for The Federalist as well as the author of Eurotrash, Why America Must Reject the Failed Ideas of a Dying Continent and First Freedom, A Ride Through America's Enduring History with the Gun. David, thanks so much for coming on the program.
1: Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, I mean, look, there's competing programming with us tonight here, as Joe Biden is going to make an incredible speech that I'm sure is going to be riveting. Uh, He's going to try to convince the American people that we need New, massive, stringent gun regulations. Uh, Do you have any idea what specifics we're expecting out of this thing tonight?
1: Well, I'm expecting him to uh, say what he says every time. He's going to tell us that cannons weren't legal during the revolutionary era. He's going to tell us that we don't need, uh, you know, the deer don't wear Kevlar, so we don't need to shoot them. (laughs) And then he's going to go into some non-specific stuff, or maybe he'll mention universal background checks, which is... Of course, quite misleading Um, banning assault weapons, which, again, is just an arbitrary term for 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 sort of weapons that that liberals don't like and uh, and it won't move forward. I mean, I know there are a group of senators meeting right now, but if those are the issues that they're going to try to move forward on, I think that you're going to see a lot of pushback from from voters.
0: Let's go to a couple of these specifics here, because you you mentioned uh, you wrote, I mean, you wrote an extensive history on the Second Amendment. Uh, You're the guy to talk to about this. Uh, Cannons, we are told, uh, could not be purchased at the time when they made this amendment. Joe Biden literally says it every time he talks about guns. It's like one of the most consistent claims he makes over and over and over again. He says this. Is there any truth to this?
1: Ah, uh, no, I mean, sometimes they didn't buy cannons. Sometimes they bought entire warships filled with cannons, like privateers, right? <laughs> right. George Washington, I think, owned them. And uh, you could still buy a cannon. I can go out and buy a cannon today if I want to. Um, and certainly, in those days, you could buy a cannon. It would have never have, uh, it would have never have passed into the thoughts of any of the founders that a person could have a cannon. In fact, they wanted you to have weapons that could protect you from the state. They wanted your weapons to match those of the state. Now, we can't have nuclear weapons, but we can still uh, defend ourselves with with weapons that work, that are modern, that are in common use, as Heller Heller talked about. And certainly cannons were, in fact, quite legal. And to think that there could have been like a federal law to ban cannons is just, it's ridiculous, like many other things he says.
0: Right, because this would have been really foreign to uh, our founders, who would have never even considered an idea for a federal firearms restriction of any type. I mean, we we have nothing on the books in our history that shows a restriction in this era from the federal uh, government, do we?
1: No, I mean, I... Now, I, I did two years of research and I couldn't find a single uh, founder or any kind of state legislator or anything or anyone who said anything about limiting gun ownership in any way. In fact, many constitutions, a n- number of them had uh, even more uh, clear Second Amendments. You know, what I mean, like the right individual right to bear arm. It wasn't bogged down in, in any kind of language. Um, so the, the idea that this is a collective right or that the founders didn't want us to have weapons or that the or people are misreading the second amendment who believe it's an individual right it's all just there's n- just no history to back it up.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, one of the, uh, the a lot of the, one of the arguments the left makes all the time on this is when they were talking about the the second amendment back in the day they were talking about muskets and their translation of that is essentially muskets couldn't do nearly as much damage as the the weapons of today. And of course that's accurate, but what's important about muskets and and the way they thought about them was they were equivalent to the main weapon of war that the military used at the time. They wanted essentially a balance between the people and the military. Am I thinking about that right?
1: Yeah, I mean muskets were the the, the weapon of, of the soldier and it was a weapon for hunting and so on. But they you know, obviously, and I'm sure you've heard this, you know, if they they didn't mention muskets on purpose because they weren't idiots. They knew that technology existed. <laughs> in fact, in their era, there were guns that, you know, air guns and things like that that could shoot new, you know, almost like proto automatic weapons. You know, they weren't stupid. And, uh, you know, again, the, the, the argument for that, of course, is that if you know, the, if, if we if that's the kind of basis and, you know, a underst- basis for understanding we have of an amendment that we couldn't use the internet for free speech or even you know uh television or anything like that i mean you know rights the right to a weapon wasn't about the weapon as much as it was the right to, to defend your family your land from from others from the state it wasn't about the weapon itself the weapon is that what they knew was the way to defend it, but it wasn't about a specific kind of musket. I mean, they were building Kentucky rifles, which were which were much more accurate and dangerous than a regular musket, but they didn't mention it in the Constitution, obviously. So I don't think that argument holds water.
0: Mm. Uh, they, one of the things they keep coming back, and the media does this all the time, they keep coming back to these proposals that the left will make on guns. And They're, of course, always presented as common sense measures. Everybody else in the world has them. Ninety plus percent of the American people support them. Should we take anything? I mean, constitutional rights, whether they're popular or not, still exist. But should we take anything from these uh, these these gaudy poll numbers that they're always trotting out?
1: if something was common sense, you wouldn't have to actually preface by saying that it's common sense, right? So when people (laughs) say common sense something, it's usually because it's not actually common sense. And these polls are constantly misleading people by talking about universal background checks, which sort of is a push poll to say, you know that we don't have background checks for everyone. But essentially, we do. Every gun dealer has to go you know anyone who goes to a gun dealer has to or 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 an official gun seller has to go through a background check now what they want to stop and make difficult is for you to give a gift to your brother or your friend or me to give something to my son you know or, or or something of that nature they don't you know it's an irrelevant law or bill or idea because literally i can't think of a single one of these mass shooters who actually has evaded in some way the authorities or background checks to get their guns. It's essentially an irrelevant thing. It's just that people, Democrats like Chris Murphy, etc., they're interested in incrementalism and anything that moves them forward at all is something that they, they will, uh, you know embrace.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the interesting parts of this saga we've gone through over the years in which you'd almost think there'd be a, a a tendency for them to reverse engineer the previous incident and say, "Okay, this is the thing that would have stopped that incident." So that's what we're going for. But that's really not what they do. They just trot out the same five or six things over and over and over again, even when there is absolutely no evidence that it would, would, have, would have stopped the shooting. I mean, the Texas one is a great example in that their, their solution to this shooting seems to be background checks when this person went through a background check.
1: Yeah. I mean, because again, because I think that, and, and in the end, when you get into a debate with these people, by the end of the debate, they're saying we need to do what Australia did, you know, and mm. they are against the gun. They don't think they can even comprehend that anyone thinks there should be guns in society. So for them, again, it's just incremental. And it's these are the things they think they can get away with. Um an AR-15 ban, you know, assault, assault rifles. Now, obviously, these these mass killers like to use that weapon. I think it's for aesthetics, I think it's because of they see them in video games or whatever it is. Um, those guns are semi-automatic rifles, as you know. So we're gonna ban that gun because of aesthetics. I mean, if you're gonna ban, if you allow them to ban that gun, the mechanism is essentially the same as it is in a handgun, in a nine millimeter, you know, automatic, semi-automatic handgun. So once you do that, you're essentially allowing them to ban the next thing. Um, so they're not really looking for any solutions because if they were, then we would start, I think it needs to be more holistic. You know, you have to look at uh, why these Young men typically are, 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 are acting in this way. Are there signs that we can intercede before they act this way? Or is there, you know, do we need more mental health? Do we need to lock down schools in better ways? Do we need to arm teachers? I know people don't like that idea, but I mean, these are more realistic than any of the gun control solutions that they've come up with of the things they, right, they say more effective and mean more in, right you know if you first engineered these incidents
0: right right um, one of the things they they, they talk about uh, all the time and they say well people on the right are just you're not even considering these common sense measures because you just think oh uh, well we you know if, we, if you give us an inch we'll take a mile first of all yes like that is uh, I, I will not I will not consider your your incremental steps because I believe you're going to take a mile that's I, I'm guilty of that hundred percent but on top of that one of the things that they're, uh, they're proposing for this particular shooting, and we've seen a few of these recently, is the raising the age from 18 to 21 for, for long guns. Uh, you know, Florida did this after Parkland. Uh, we already have a 21-year uh, limit on handguns here in the country. W- what? How did the founders look at age limits? Because it does feel like, you know, you could see the left coming to a point where it goes to 21, and then it goes to 25, and then it goes to 29, and then it keeps going up and up and up and up. What Did they, did they see this as a potential infringement on these rights?
1: Well, I don't know is the answer to that. I think that the meaning of an adult is very different today than it was in those days. You know, the the, the very idea of a teenager only is a 20th century idea. You know, people were kids and then they went to work, right? There was no (laughs) real, you know, bridge year there where you got to hang out and listen to music. So um, I'm not sure. But I would say this, I mean if we're going to start talking about what a child is and what an adult is and when rights matter and they don't, we have to come up with an age. And it's sort of arbitrary because people are different. I know that you know young women mature faster than young men, etc., but we have to come up with an age. And if you're going to say 21, then that's when you should be able to vote and that's when you 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 know you're able to drink now. And Obamacare says you're a kid till you're 26, you know? I mean, it's like they want it both ways all the time. So, um, I think we need to come up with an age. Or states do, I guess. And I know the Constitution and voting, it's more difficult. But, I mean, we have to come up with an age where we consider someone an adult and uh, go from there. I don't know what, how the founders would have looked at it. I think if they saw a 14-year-old with a musket, they'd probably be fine with it. But I'm not sure that that's going to work today.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it was you who actually made this point, and it made me think. If the left could change the age of guns to whatever number they wanted, but they had to move the voting age to the same number, I bet you they would lower it. I think they'd move it to 16 or 15 so they could get those votes and not worry at all about uh, about uh, the firearm age. Um, Let me give you this last one here, David. Uh, Tonight we have this we have this speech. Biden is making a big deal about it. And as you mentioned, there's really no chance for this to go anywhere. I don't think maybe there's something on the margins they'll get done. But I mean, very uh, unlikely. How much of this is just Joe Biden looking to grab onto something? Because he sees himself with a 34 percent approval rating. Uh, He sees inflation and all these other problems as as basically there's nothing he can do about them. So why not grab onto an emotional issue and act like you're trying to do something to it, at the very least, please your base?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I I don't want to you know, I think they cynically, and I mean, Democrats in general, use these shootings Um, to dunk on Republicans rather than look for solutions. Most of the things that Joe Biden's probably going to talk about are not realistic, and he knows that. He doesn't really care very much. Actually, with Joe Biden, I'm not sure what he knows, right? But I'm just (laughs) saying, in general, Democrats uh, use it to dunk on Republicans. I mean, um, and they keep talking about the gun lobby, for instance, which is this cowardly way of not talking about voters. The gun lobby doesn't really even exist anymore. The NRA is not that powerful. It is voters. It's, it's, It's gun owners who are, who have, who have, you know, who have in recent years bought more, there are new, more new gun owners, perhaps in the last five years than have ever, you know, bought new guns in any sort of era, in maybe even in 50 year slots. Right. I mean, so you have a huge gun ownership community out there. Forty something percent of people have guns in their households. And those are the people you have to deal with. And they won't even do that. Joe Biden today will mention the gun lobby, not gun owners. And I think that that just shows that they're not serious about it.
2: Mm.
0: David Arsani, uh, great coverage on all of this over the past week. Uh, Senior head editor for The Federalist, author of Eurotrash, Why America Must Reject the Failed Ideas of a Dying Continent, and First Freedom, A Ride Through America's Enduring History with Guns. David, great to see you. Thanks for coming back on the program.
1: Thank you. Anytime.
0: When you hear the same arguments over and over again, the same points, the same questions, the same mistakes over and over and over again when you're talking to your friends and other people about politics, it gets really frustrating. And that's why tomorrow we're doing something special. I wanna give you all of the answers in one place. I'm gonna be debunking all of the worst gun myths that the left is always spewing out on social media, in the mainstream media too. It's gonna be a challenge to fit all of it into one episode. We're going to give it a try though. Same time, same place as this program, but it's going to be a super important episode. Stu debunks gun myths. You can catch it on podcast, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, maybe this is the time to consider a subscription to Blaze TV. If you like this type of programming, you want it to continue, this is a great way to help blaze slash Stu get access to all the shows, including. Uh, our big special tomorrow if you use the promo code debunked you'll save 20 bucks on an account of your very own that's blazetv.com/stew use the promo code debunked to save 20 bucks back in a minute We're talking a lot about the Second Amendment this week. And one thing it's important to consider is how close your Second Amendment rights were to going away just a few years ago. I mean, the Heller decision, which uh, was, what was that, late 2000s, uh, was a 5 4 decision. It was one vote, one vote away. And now, the left, when they see they don't, they're not winning some of these court battles, now they want to pack the courts. They want to court pack. Uh, your country and and over, you know, overwhelm the Constitution and all the rights that you're supposed to have. Uh, this is a coup. This is a, a a way around the system that we have. Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, they're all working overtime on a new radical plan to pack the Supreme Court They want to do I think the rumor is uh, they've talked about doing four more justices. I wonder why. Nothing to do with wanting to have the majority so they can just name four. Uh, But look, this is a big problem and you need to stop it. First Liberty Institute is fighting hard to make sure that happens. They're gathering a coalition of a million patriots to say no to court packing, no to the liberal agenda, no to the Supreme Court coup. Uh. Everybody's on board with this uh, from the conservative side, including Franklin Graham and uh, Dr. James Dobson, Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation. Over 400,000 people like you are already on board. Join them. Go to SupremeCoup.com, C-O-U-P, SupremeCoup.com. Sign First Liberty's letter. Uh, It's really important. They're doing really important work over at First Liberty Institute. It's SupremeCoup.com. Go there now.
2: We can't let up in the infant, in the infant formula market back uh, until it's all the way back to what? normal. And that's going to take a couple more months, but we're making significant progress. Okay,
0: good. Uh, that's good to hear. Uh, you know, he was very surprised, apparently, that there was a baby formula shortage. He didn't see it coming, which is uh, it was weird. I saw it coming. Uh, and you might say, hey, well, Stu, you're a parent, uh, but my kids don't, don't use baby formula Uh, And I don't think his do either. In fact, I'm quite certain Hunter is a breastfeeder. Probably, probably uh, from hookers. Um, So he really is a totally different category. You'd think, though, that this guy would at least be acting like he knew what was going on. But not even that anymore. I mean, listen to him describe
2: his mass baby formula importation campaign. Today, we're announcing the United Airlines has agreed to offer cargo space for Kendall NutriCare for the delivery of 3.7 bottles of the formula here in the States. (laughs) I want to thank United Airlines for partnering with us to get this done. They're doing it on their own. (gasps) 3.7 bottles. Not four full bottles,
0: but 3.7 bottles. Now, to be fair to Joe, and a lot of conservatives are being critical of him over this uh, comment, but he did not say how big the bottles were. So they could just be really large bottles. Uh, maybe they're, you know, the size of the entire airplane. Maybe they're filling the entire plane with baby formula. We don't know, uh, but. Uh. I'm sure we'll find out soon. This is why, of course, he's making a big deal out of the guns right now. Uh, He knows it's not an issue he can win on the legislation on. He just wants something to at least drive his base to go to the polls in November. Please remember, I tried to do something because right now he's not trying to win red districts. He's not trying to win purple districts. He's trying to defend blue districts. This is not a good position for a president to be in. So he's desperate. He's really desperate, and there's nothing he can do. I mean, he's already, the damage is there. It's going to be done either way from his policies. He has no way to reverse this except to distract people. So he's on a mass distraction campaign. Here he is talking about
2: his efforts to uh, lower gas prices and stop inflation. There's a lot going on uh, right now. Yeah. But the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch. Bring down the cost of gasoline Mm -hmm. is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. No, it's not likely at all with you running things
0: that anything good is going to happen in the near term, especially with switches. Usually you flip them, he clicks them. So that's just the way he rolls. I will say you this isn't the forget reality for a second here. You are in the middle of essentially campaign season here. You do not want to be telling voters that you can't do anything. That's essentially his approach here. And honestly, if he could actually convince people that he wasn't going to do anything, it would be much better for him because everyone now realizes he is doing things and they're bad. So if he went to neutral, I'm not doing anything. It's a vast improvement and would probably make the election go much, much better for him and his party. Uh, Also, uh, you know, Janet Yellen came out, said "Ah, I was wrong on inflation. Sorry about that. Uh, the White House didn't like that. They didn't want to say they didn't want to admit that they were wrong. So they sent out Corinne St. Pierre, the new spokesperson for the the new Jen Psaki, basically, to explain to you that actually they weren't wrong. Just that I understand, the Treasury secretary says that she was wrong, but the White House was not wrong. About so inflation. here's
3: the thing we have we have. We have achieved, a. first of all, I explained to you what she was trying to say. So I just laid that good out. Good job so, so far. those are your words, not my words. Mm-hmm. I just laid out what she was trying to say you're, you're good, and tried to explain this. in full, in fullness, in fullness. Uh, her, mm-hmm. her part and in, in, in her answer. Right. We have achieved an historic recovery through you're an reading. extraordinarily unprecedented economic moment. You're reading The again. president has consistently noted that the primary drivers of reading. inflation are the pandemic and Putin's invasion of Ukraine.
0: Why are you reading?
3: The twists and turns of both the these monumental events have affected energy prices down. and also food prices that we've seen these past several directly months. At the podium this is Putin's the price hike, which the president refers oh. to. And that is what Secretary Yellen was referring to. If you, if you read the entire transcript, and that's what I'm, I'm trying to say to you.
0: You're the Democratic Party. Every actor is a liberal. Why not just hire an actor who can read a script? Why bother with this person? I know she's LGBTQQIA2+, and that really makes her qualified for this job. But if she's just going to sit there and read, you might as well hire Tom Hanks to do it. He might be more expensive, but at least he could do the job. Okay, so here's what happened. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We all know that, with the exception of venereal disease. I'm looking at you. Hunter Biden. That's right. Um, But uh, if you want to get married there, you get married uh, by an Elvis impersonator and that will stay with you for the rest of your life. However, sadly, that that opportunity is being taken away from everyone as the Elvis estate is saying, like, hey, guys, you can't just use Elvis's name on these wedding chapels unless you pay us. And I know I'm an evil conservative here, but I may be the only person who has some sympathy for the Elvis side of this argument here. Right. I mean, if they started doing Studs America meth labs all across the country, I would be upset about that uh, until they paid me. And then I'd be fine with it. You can have all the meth you want with my name on it, but you need to pay up to do so. So let's just hope poor Elvis trying to support his forty five thousand grandchildren. Uh, that he eventually gets the money he so richly deserves. Make sure to subscribe and uh, follow the show on YouTube, on podcasts, wherever you can. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. If you do a rating, Sean writes five stars for Stu Does America. Thank you very much. Fred says, about the Biden approval ratings, I for one find it depressing that on average one-third of voting-age people in this country actually approve of this current administration at any level. I'm with you on that. It's funny, Disney was quick to accuse their fans of racism, not quite as fast as they pulled back a black character picture off a movie poster because China said so. They're just so honorable. Uh, Tim says, when Stu started on the Hellman story yesterday, I sincerely thought for the month of June they were going to rename and relabel it Gayonnese. That is how far my expectations have fallen. I disagree. They haven't fallen at all. That's a fantastic idea, and I'm angry I did not come up with it myself. Um, And uh, (laughs) this is a disturbing segment yesterday. Two cookies absolutely tearing each other up. Awesome, Stu. Five stars. We do appreciate it. And uh, make sure you do, do the rating, rating and reviewing. And uh, tomorrow is a big show. We've mentioned it a few times. Go to um, blazetv.com slash Stu. Enter the promo code DEBUNKED. Uh, You'll get the big special tomorrow and 20 bucks off your subscription. And follow the show on podcast. If you want us to be able to do more of these things, it's important that we we get the numbers up. I mean, it's free. A podcast is a free thing you could do to help out this show. And we really appreciate it when you put that follow in. So thanks so much. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is DEBUNKED. We'll see you tomorrow for the Big Gun Special.